Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We're getting set for opening day, so we do... Let's see. We'll just call it a, an April Madness podcast. Now what's up? April Madness. Oh, hi, Jerry. How'd your sunflower seeds go? Uh, As an update oh, to yesterday. Yes, thank you. Uh, I did try eating sunflower seeds um, on the ride home to stay awake. Uh, they did work. Yes, uh, yeah. I did forget to bring a, a paper cup to spit them in. So yes. right now the passenger floor is covered in uh That's seeds. hilarious. So instead of opening the window. Yeah. You actually just threw them on the floor. Threw them all on the floor. I figured, you know what? And then when I got home, I was like, I don't, I have nothing to put these in. I'll get them tomorrow. Do you have a shop vac? Uh, no. Okay. No shop vac. I'm going right to have to pick them up one by one <laughs> as I toss them down on the floor. That's funny. It did work, although the technique that the internet told me to use was to crack the sunflower seed with my back molars. And I found it better to break no. them in the front. Yeah. I don't. That's not true. Uh, uh, that article I was reading said that. Breaking them with the front is is harder. I yeah, tried both; you, it doesn't work. When you get the jumbo ones, yeah, they they come apart easy. Yeah. So, like, so for me, I have dozens of them on one side of my mouth, and you slide one over. It's yeah, it's probably more towards the front. You crack it, take the seed out, spit the shell, eat the seed. Yeah, and go to the next one. I will say uh, a lot of work for very little reward. Well, the reward is you're not dying on the road right. by passing out and crashing. So I will say very little work for big return. Yeah. If you're hungry, not great. 
Right. They're one of those foods, and I, I keep a running list in my head of food that's not worth the work. For sure. I agree. Clams. Not clams. Uh, what are they called? Not clams. What we went muscle. What we go do with Boomer and Carton that one day, and it was like, was it clams? No, it was uh, crabs. Crabs. That's it. That is that's the perfect so example. A lot of work, very little food. People think I'm crazy. I say the same thing about lobster. Yeah. You get lobster. food, but it's too much work. Yeah. I would say a lot. A lot of the uh, shellfish, <clears throat> like even mussels, you're, you're prying it open. You're prying. You're prying the mussel out for for what? For not go, much, right? And it's expensive, or can be. Yes, it can be expensive. That is true. There's uh, like uh, fruits that are a lot of work. Your microphone's falling apart, there, Jerry. Oh yes. I, I have a topic for us today, Jerry. All right, that's a good thing. This is. Uh, are you aware? Are that you aware on, that on May fourth? So you get to, what is this? Day April before 5th? Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're essentially one month away. Yes. On May 4th, the plastic bags ban goes into effect in New Jersey. I was not aware. Meaning you will not be able to go to the supermarket, Jerry, and get your groceries put into a bag. You will have to start bringing your own bag. Well, paper. Uh, I want the big paper bag back. Uh, uh, paper bags are also included in this. Can I buy the bag? You can buy cents? a bag. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. No, you can't buy a bag. They don't have bags cents. at all? No bags. So starting May 4th, you will need to bring your own bags. Well, this is annoying. Which I do already, by the way. That's annoying. Why is that annoying? Because I don't have time to think about bringing bags. We just leave I got 9,000 things going you on. Just F the bags, put my groceries in a bag, or charge me for a bag. No. It's enough. No, God I lo- damn it. I am all for this. Holy F. I think of this before. You know, Gina once said to me recently, I you know, I take vitamins. I take two vitamins in the with my lunch and take two vitamins with dinner. Okay. And when we go out to dinner on a Friday night or a Saturday night, I actually bring my vitamins vitamins with me to the restaurant. Yeah, you are some sort of a weird animal. So Gina man. says to me, the fact that you thought of thought to bring your vitamins with you to the restaurant that's weird it is weird yeah i agree pull out there How's take them when you get home over there that's very loud or before you go i'm sorry i can't take this no, no, it's broken okay. i think i just fixed it no i want to take them with food on my stomach though jerry and then take if when I, you get home you're yeah, not digesting I, that quick uh, yeah i know i just i like to get it done at the restaurant so I always remember to bring my well, reusable bags you. here's the thing about the whole bag stupid yeah. stupidity all this recycling is a bunch of nonsense, and I'll tell you why. I got stuck behind a garbage truck yesterday because, God forbid, 7th Avenue would be open at 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why I had to divert around roads I didn't know where I was. And I got stuck behind a garbage truck, and it was one of these one-way roads with nowhere to go. So I got stuck for five minutes, and they're throwing bag after bag after bag. And you know what was clanking left and right in those garbage bags? Recyclables? Bottles and cans and more bottles, and all they do is... And you hear the glass breaking. It's the whole thing. Right. Well, I think that's the whole point of this is that because we're not recycling properly, we can't keep giving out plastic bags. No one recycles. Right. So if we don't give out the plastic bags, there's nothing to recycle. All right. So where's our garbage go now? No. Well, those go in garbage bags. Right. But it's the same thing. Yeah, but... But the point is, if every person that goes food shopping for every trip is using 10 bags or more, that's a lot of bags yeah. to recycle, to try to recycle or waste. So there's a couple other things, though, that go into this 
in effect as well, Jerry. So I mentioned the paper bags because a lot of people thought paper bags and they thought like you did, oh, I'll just buy the bags, a nickel here and nickel there. Correct. Can't do that. Styrofoam. I hate styrofoam. Me too. I don't understand. I mean, what do you do with styrofoam? It's like you get a big package in the mail with like a desk or something and it's packed with crazy amounts of styrofoam. Yeah. Then what? Well, right now I think that just goes in your regular garbage. I know. And you can't even compact. You can't crush it. I know. I know. Well, uh, this is one thing I'm glad about as well, because in particular, once we started with the pandemic and we were ordering out from restaurants, yeah, I remember Gina and I ordered breakfast from IHOP once. I can't tell you the amount of one-time use oh, the styrofoam, styrofoam containers. Contain- yeah. And then we just throw them right in the garbage. Yeah. That bo- that bugs me. Yeah. It bugs me. I don't like... I- I'm what start- would you suggest otherwise? Wrap it in like, uh, you know how like McDonald's went from styrofoam containers to... Right. So let's say you ordered from Perkins or right. IHOP. I'm sorry. Yeah. What if you got scrambled eggs, potatoes, and bacon? Okay. They could put, that, put in. that in. You ever been to uh, like a place where you build your own salad? They give it to you in like a cardboard box that's folded up nicely and no. it, it fits. It's almost like a Chinese food box, but bigger. That's a recyclable or less damaging to the environment than a plastic bag. More expensive? I don't think so. I would think it'd be less I'm asking, expensive. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would think they're pretty equal. Because I would think most of these restaurants are buying what's the cheapest. Yeah. To right. keep the prices down. Because prices right now are skyrocketing everywhere. Yes. With everything. Now, here's what I don't like about this rule. Convenience stores, pharmacies... And retail stores are allowed to use plastic bags. Why? I guess because the theory is you're not, each person is not using a bunch of them. But they might have more people in there. I mean, people go through a convenience store every day. A lot. Most people, I don't think, take a bag in a convenience store. Walgreens, though, yes. Walgreens, man. Right. I don't think, like, if I go to Walgreens, I shouldn't be able to get a plastic bag. A lot of people go to, that's such a waste. Like, you get a bag. What's the difference? Like, why can why can you do it in one store and not the other? I hate inconsistency. I agree. I think the reason is they're thinking that when you go to Walgreens, you normally have one bag. When you go big here's food shopping for your family and for here's the week, the problem with you've that got thinking. a lot of them. Walgreens is no longer just go buy aspirin. Right. Walgreens, like, for instance, Kim went to Walgreens yesterday. She came home with six bags full of stuff because she grabbed stuff from the refrigerator in there. Mm-hmm. She grabbed a couple of lady things, as you know, understand. She grabbed uh, stuff for the uh, Band-Aid. Oh, she, like, restocked all of that stuff. And she picked up some vitamin. I mean, like, I'm like, where did you go? And I know, like, Gina a lot of times gets uh, laundry detergent yes. from CVS because it's cheaper. A lot of things are cheaper at CVS. So they get, they get a lot of, they get those items. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I don't I do feel guilty, though, like, when I get, when I get either to-go food or a, a bag that I use to carry from the Walgreens to the, to my car, to my house. Like, that shouldn't. Yeah, I don't. That shouldn't be put into a, a a place where we put all of our garbage. I don't know how we don't, how we've not run out of space for Me garbage. Neither. And dead people. And dead people. I know. Those two things. I know. Where are we all going? Well, you're going to end up on a necklace. Me, yes, because right. I'm going to be cremated. I think that's why they're building mausoleums now all over the place. It is amazing that we haven't gotten there already. 
There are 300 million people in the United States. There are. Yes, there are. We've got to be a million people a day must die. Do you have any idea how much? Oh, please. Right now, someone's right? dying. Yes. <laughs> right now, someone's dying. I hate to say dying. that, but that's yes. the truth. I, I mean, hope it's not one of our listeners. Here. Many people are right now. Yeah. You know, it's very sad, but that's the truth. And they've got to go somewhere. And they they're, we're putting them in a box and putting them in the ground. What an m- amount of space we're using. You're right about that. Yep. You ever, you ever think of how much garbage is picked up one day in New York City? Yes. Forget the world. Yes. In New York City. Right. Or you look in the back of one apartment complex. Oh, God. It's disgusting. Or one Target store. Yeah, absolutely. It's nuts. It really is. I don't know where it all goes. Me neither. Me neither, because they got to be filling up. These landfills got to be filled. I know for a long time there was that one documentary I watched where China was taking all of our plastics. And doing what with it? They were building things with it? We were paying them to take our plastics. Mm -hmm. No, Jerry, burning them. Oh, they were? And thus causing air pollution in China. In China, which where you need to walk around with a mask on. Yeah. It's terrible over there. Yeah. You can't do that. Why can't you figure out some, some way to do different things with the plastic? Like, like we, we have should... such brilliant scientists yes. in this world and doctors. I mean, really, the smartest humans that have ever walked the planet, and I'm sure in another 100 years, they'll be 10 times smarter than they are now. But they, you have brilliant people out there. You can't figure out something else to do with the plastic? Or even just, you can. here's a plastic pulling springs bottle. Make it another pulling spring bottle. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. Here's a Coke can. Make it another Coke can. They don't do that. I couldn't agree with you more. They use it for weird things. They're like, we take all of the plastic bottles and we make AstroTurf with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Better than burning it, though. <laughs> like, I won't use the single-use plastic bottles anymore. Okay. I have them on hand in case I'm going somewhere and I want to take one. But I used to just drink, like, five of them a day. And I don't do that anymore. I'm I trying drink to, tap water. I'm trying to, yeah, yeah I My run mine I'm nuts, but... through a Brita. No, I just take right out of the tap. Tap, tap water's fine. I think it's fine, too. It actually tastes fine to me. All of our, it's, we I grew, grew up, up on it. it. Right. We had it. And I've got to think it's cleaner now than it was then. Yes. It's clean tap water. Doesn't phase me at all. Yeah. I'm also using less toilet paper now that I have that tushy thing hooked That's up. That's right. Look at you. So I'm doing my part. Good for you. And I want to help the environment. Nice. And I don't have children, Jerry. This is for your children I'm doing. My this children for. will be fine. Even if they... My children will be fine. Even if we keep using plastic bags? They'll be fine. What about your children's children? We have people murdering one another in Ukraine. Yeah. I'd really be more concerned with them right now than generations 100 years from now. But we can't do anything about that. We can stop using plastic bags at the grocery store. Right. You can Walgreens. prioritize plastic bags. I'm going to prioritize people not being murdered in Ukraine. But what will you do about it? I can't do anything about it. Right, I can hope I... that maybe someone does something and steps in to do something about it. Right, but it. I can do something about You can do something about the plastic bags. You worry bags. about it. I don't. I do my part. I recycle. Right. But you know that the recycling is, is I, not That I right. can't do anything about. Right. All I can do is my part. And for all your recycling, guess what? Half of that don't mean jack shit either. Sorry. Right here. Right, if they're, if they're just going to dump it in the regular garbage. I mean, we that have is... different colored bins here. And then if you look, when, when people aren't looking, the guys just dump it all into one big garbage pile. Yeah, so that is true. You can sit here and walk out and feel good about yourself. Guess what? Don't mean jack crap. 
And yet I still hear, still throw things in the proper bin. Still, it's, even though I see do, them for sure. throwing it out in the same containers. Yeah, a lot of us do. You know, not always, but a lot of us do for the most part. I did re- hear somebody on a podcast. It must have been a guest on like Joe Rogan or something. And he was talking about how a lot of times we, like people, especially on social media, they get so entangled with things they can't control. Yes. Like worrying about the Ukraine, worrying about yelling about Donald Trump, yelling about President Biden, things, things you can't control. And yet we're big and fat and not worried about things we can control, which is what we're shoving in our faces, how we're working out like that. We don't get locked in on. We get locked in on the things we can't control. It is so funny to me when people get up in arms over things that they can't do anything about. But their finances they can control. Yes. How they raise their kids they can control. How they keep their house they can control. And yet you'll go to someone's home. The place is a disaster. The kids are running around like a bunch of little a-holes. And yet they're flipping out over someone that lives three blocks away over something they did in their home. Right. Like Get your priorities in order. Like That's so funny you say that. You control you. Yeah, which is why I will always tell you I care very little about a lot. I worry about what happens in my house. Right. That's why I know. God bless you. You pass the time the way you want. You get hung up on things that I just, I walk out of here. I'm, my mind is blown. Yeah. I'm trying not to. Cause I couldn't give a rat's ass about some of this stuff that pisses you off. I'm trying uh, to get better. Turn it over a new leaf. I'm trying. I'm trying. I will still get hung up on it's dumb nicer things. nicer to be just carefree. Yes. And just live your life, damn it. Like my friend, I uh, have one of my friends said to me uh, that his wife has no idea what's going on in the world as far as like sure. what's going on in Ukraine, no idea what's going on with the president. And I was envious. I was like, you know what? That is the right thing to do. There, it is. But there's also there's also a line. You got to be a little informed. Well, that's the thing. Like You feel like you have to be informed and yet... It can drive you crazy. Well, here's how. Okay, so for instance, I think I'm somewhat informed. All right. Here's what I'm not going to do. I refuse to put on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, or any of those ridiculous channels that just slant the news one way. I try to stay up to date. I will read the updates. I will watch like, and I do, almost not every night because I'm not home every night at 6 o'clock, but I will try and watch the CBS Evening News at 6 o'clock. 30 minutes, that's it. And then I'm done. But I refuse to put those cable networks on. And I won't read a lot of crap that's out there either. But I feel like I have an idea of what's happening. Right. But I'm not going to get caught up in people's opinions. Because all it is is people's opinions of, of stuff. Like, I feel like we don't, like, no, I don't feel like anything's changed with Russia-Ukraine in weeks. It hasn't because there's no threat of military action. Like, we thought you, we thought Russia was going to go in and just roll Ukraine to be over in a week. They're destroying the country, though. Right. They're destroying the country, but it's going on and on and on that there's nothing. Well, Ukraine's fighting back. They are fighting back. Right. That's part of it. Right. But I feel like like, that was a surprise to people how much fight Ukraine put up and continues to put up. But I feel like until there's a resolution of there, there's not much to be discussed other than we know what's going on. And I don't know how it gets settled. Yeah. That's why I'm so fearful of a nuclear missile being launched somewhere. And I don't know where, and I don't know if it's coming to New York or it's going It better not come here, Jerry. You read about these hypersonic missiles? No, I can't control the hypersonic missiles. Uh, Neither can we defend it. Right, we can't defend it, so 
I'm going to just live until we get hit with a nuclear bomb. Which could be any moment. Or it could never happen. Or it could never happen exactly. in our lifetime, my lifetime. It's a scary, it really is. It's a scary scenario over there. I need another 30 years of no uh, nuclear bombs being launched. I thought you were good at 70. I'm good at 70, but I'm giving myself to 82. I did think about that the other day. I was walking on the boardwalk. I hope so. I was just walking on the boardwalk, and I thought, huh. Not that far off, is it? Yeah, like 20 years. is 18. Well, 18 years will get me to what? Seven. Oh, right. Ah. 18 years, Jerry. That's under 20 years. That, that hit me very weird. Yes, it does, which is why it's all tough when you sit there and say, I'm good at 70, until you turn in 60. And 61. Yeah. 70 doesn't seem so bad anymore. And I'm like, what am I doing? I should be doing other things. I know. Trust me, I'm aware. Yeah. If I didn't have kids, and I'm not, you live, I don't, you live live the way you are. I don't care. If I didn't have kids and I was married or even Kim was my girl, whatever, every vacation day I had, I'd be somewhere. I, I would maximize just doing things I love every day. I'd play golf every day. I really, well, I don't know if my back could hold up, but I would try to, pre-kids, I played four or five days a week. I'd be doing that. I'd be I'd be blowing through money like crazy. What am I saving it for? <laughs> right. Know? I'll be so pissed off, Jerry, if I die younger and I still have well, money in the bank. the good thing is no. Oh, I'm going to be pissed. That's the good thing. Because right now, I'm, I save money. I know you do. I should be burning through it. I do both. I should have like a cool car. You should. Like a sports car. What is your most, and and sitting home and watching TV is not allowed. Okay. That answer is not allowed here. All right. What is your most fun activity to do in your life? Going to dinner. No. (laughs) Activity, not going out to dinner. Uh, Playing the piano. And I'm not even good at it. Playing the piano. All right, well, you can't do anything with that other than get lessons. Yeah. What else? What are you saying? You're trying to find something that I could like do every day. What's your most favorite hobby? All right. Playing piano is a great hobby for sure. What else do you like to do? Like you the, don't like to travel because no. you don't want to get on a plane. I don't like to travel. Huh. But like I should be going to different restaurants all the time. Oh, absolutely. Because that's be, what I like to do. Instead of going to the same ones. I go to the same ones. Day trips to anywhere you can go that's within a reasonable amount of time. Like you should be doing stuff. Yeah. Like you, honestly, like you, if I were you, every weekend I'd be in Atlantic City getting massaged with Gina, couples massages. I'd be blowing through money at the blackjack table within reason. Right. Nice dinners at restaurants, checking out the different casinos. And then in the summer, maybe heading to Cape May. I'd be doing all different things. Because I right. would not stay home. I'm saving my money for what? I don't know. Because here's the other unfortunate thing. And I've seen this happen with family members, as you have, and people listening to this. They save their money. They get ill. They have to go into like some assisted living. Yeah. And they suck all your money out. That is very true. And then Medicare or whatever takes over after you blow through all your yes, money. You have to pay for it first. So if I blow through my money now, they're gonna take care of me take care of me anyway when I get if I save my money and I end up in a assisted living care, they're gonna take all my money. Yes. Don't let them do it, Jerry. Quickly. Don't let them do That's it. That's fine. To Just me. will it to me. I'm gonna will it all to you. <laughs> And I'm going to write one note with it. You must live with this, Jerry. Live. <laughs> Get out there and live. Yeah. It's, it's end of life stuff is just so yeah. depressing. Eight, I got 18. By the way, I don't even have 18 years till I'm 70. 
I turned 53 in a, a half a year. Yeah, you get 17 and change. What is this month? April? April. April, May, June, July, August, September. Huh? 17 and a half years. 17 and a half years till I'm 70. I know. My I'll son tell you is this. 17. When I turn 70, I'm getting massages every and day. Whores. Every day. <laughs> every day, Jerry. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to die of VD. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to die painfully. <laughs> That's true. That sounds terrible. Just I wear a condom. I don't want to die painfully. No, I'm you not going to be able to course. get it up when I'm 70. Yeah, sure you will. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, no, I don't think that ever goes away. I don't think so. Hmm. But you ever think, though, and this is a, for a deeper conversation, and we only have a minute left. All right. You ever think, like, what is the point of what the hell we've done? Like trying way? to, you know, like trying to keep the peace with people you know. Yeah. Relationships and being faithful and making sure that, you know, friends think of you in the right light and that you're not a bad person. And at the end of the day, once you're gone, what you're does it gone. matter? Yeah. Like, there it's was feelings. A- That's all it is. There was a, uh, you know, my my 35th high school reunion is coming up. God damn. So on, there's a Facebook group for our class that's always been up there. And they started like a uh, a chart of everybody from the class, whether they're on Facebook or not, to let them know about this reunion. Sure. And if they're not on Facebook, who has agreed to, like who's friends with them that can reach out to them? And then there's another column, Jerry deceased oh it's brutal isn't that horrible so i glanced at it there are 12 people from my class that are deceased one of them i didn't know about was a guy i was friends with in grammar school named mark schneider so i saw i was like mark schneider i was really good friends with that kid in grammar school i would go over his house yeah and uh, he was very nice kid and uh, i don't remember why i didn't hang out with him in high school like where we lost touch along the way but that was a kid who I remember he, uh, at nine years old, he, that kid showed me that if you could make girls laugh, they would hang around you. Sure. Like you don't have to be like the athletic yeah. kid. So I was like, wow. And it really threw me off that he had a brain aneurysm. That's scares, that scares me. That stuff scares me. I reached out to his wife. I found her on Facebook. I just said, I, I knew Mark many years ago. You know, I was a grabber school, da, da, da. And and he had passed uh, over a year ago now, and she said she wrote back, "Thank you for the memory. Uh, me and my son, our children, are still very upset." That guy just had it. He was living his life, aneurysm. Yeah. And, and what it, the hell am I doing, Jerry? I know. Live. Uh, well, good. You're coming around. From now on, filet mignons for me every night. <laughs> That's right. Don't look at the prices. Get what you want. Get what you want. Exactly right. Why am I saving my money for the government to take when I'm in a home? So just next time we go out to dinner, you're paying? I don't know. <laughs> the oldest person pays because they have to run out of money the fastest. That's fair. No, fair enough. Okay. Oh, good. So, yeah, you're paying. Then. Why do I not have a Porsche? I don't know. I always wanted one. I, then what are you waiting for? I don't know. What are you waiting for? Like, in my case, there are things that I do want, but the kids come first. Yeah. They just do. And so there's the, – the reason why I don't keep the pickup truck is I can't pay to park it every day and have the crappy gas mile. You know, it's just, it just doesn't work. 
but I want a truck. Like, imagine I just pulled some money out of my 401k, I roll up to a Porsche dealership. Cash. And pay cash. Why not? And I just I roll right out of there, Jerry. You with could a do Porsche. That. Yeah. You could do that. Ooh. And then you could drive it into this cesspool. Of <laughs> I would not drive my Porsche <laughs> here. But then why did I get it? Why not? Like, my thinking should be, Jerry, buy a brand new Porsche, drive it to work. Is it going to get scratched up and dented up? It yes. might. Yes. It might get stolen. Might get, st- <laughs> might get stolen. But it'd be cool to roll up here in a Porsche every day. Yeah, it would be. Imagine I roll up here in a better car than Boomer and Geo, Tiki and Tierney. You could do that. You could uh, save Carton money since Roberts. you're a kid. Think about it. For what? Yeah. For what, Jerry? I don't know. I don't know what you're waiting for. Let's go. I feel like this was a therapy session. It did feel like that. Good. Good chance I drive in here tomorrow in a candy apple red Porsche. And there's a good chance that not a damn thing will change. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'd be one of those people, like, I wonder if certain people, like, if they they get a cancer diagnosis and and then they survive, right, your life changes. For how long? Like, how long? I think for some people, forever. Friend of mine, you know the story of my friend who yeah. almost died in a car accident. And I, to this day, I'm blown away that he didn't, especially when I think back to what he looked like and the pictures. He is, I, there are certain qualities to him that are similar pre-accident. Like he's an, always was a workaholic. That's never changed. Yeah. But he has become the most giving um, philanthropic. Yeah. How do you say that? Did I say that right? Philanthropist, yep. Philanthropic, if you will. Whatever, whatever the word is. Like, he just gives money away. You go out, if he's anywhere near you, he takes care of it. So he has, you know, because when it first happens, yes, you have that perspective. Yeah. But do we fall back into regular life? He hasn't. He hasn't. And his accident was 11 years ago now. Good for him. Almost 12. Actually, 12 years ago. And he's become more and more generous as time has gone on. And that's just... And to the point where I've take we've like taken him out. This is a good example. Me and another friend of ours, we all the three of us have known each other since first grade, not kindergarten, first yeah. grade. The three of us went out to dinner, but three months ago, and me and my friend Brian were like, he's not paying this time, so we gave them our cards. We Early got on. it, split it fifty fifty. We're paying for him. Yeah, bill comes, everything's done. He wouldn't have it. I left. Find out the next day. He went back, made them refund our money, and he paid the bill. <laughs> That's hardcore. I would like to hang out with this gentleman. He's awesome. He's a good dude. Yeah. Makes a ton of money. He's a workaholic, but boy, he hands it out. He really does. He's a good guy. Yeah. And he he takes his pay, he takes his kids on trips, which he never never won a vacation. Now he takes his wife to Miami all the time whenever they get a chance. Take the kids to California, wherever. He's different. I feel like I'd be one of those guys where as soon as it happened to me, I'd be like, I'm never taking for granted. Then, like, legitimately a month later, I'd be taking everything for granted. And that's the way people fall into that trap when someone close to them passes away for a couple of weeks. They kind of change their ways, and then they fall right back into the routine of the daily grind of life. Right. Which shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Because you can make your own routine. You can control it. I think I got something out of this conversation today. Thank you, Jerry. I will send you my bill. Thank you. I only charge $77 an hour. That's not terrible. <laughs> You've got it, so. <laughs> Good point. Exactly. Send it to me in my Porsche. That's it. 
All right, let's do the warm-up show, Jerry, and we'll be back here tomorrow on a Wednesday at 5 a.m. Until then, so... Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Hey Alexa, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Here we go, 501. It is Tuesday, Tuesday. The college basketball season has come to an end. The Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? And across from me, his name is Al William Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. Sounds like a poet, Al William Dukes. Yes, I do some poetry in my spare time. I never know the difference between poetry and writing like lyrics is. It's the same thing. It is the same thing. If you write, when I was in college, I've told you this before, a professor of mine told me if you want to become rich and famous, start writing poems and then mail them to yourself and to the record companies. And then you'll have the post-dated lyrics that prove you wrote the song. So if they don't give you credit, you sue them. And then you just uh, have somebody else record and put music to it. Well, you, that's why you send it to the record company. Oh, I see. They, let give them, it, they let, like the poem. They give it to the artist. And now you're rich and famous. Now we got social media. I'll just directly reach out to some of the biggest country music stars in the world. Yes, but that has to include tequila. Right. If you want beers or tequila, something like that. They don't seem to drink it, but they don't read to, um, they don't seem to sing about vodka, but they do like no. to sing about tequila. Uh, vodka, very hard to rhyme and get into songs. Tequila. How do you rhyme tequila? I don't know. It's, I feel like uh, it rhymes. You have a girlfriend named Sheila. Sheila. There's a song, Jerry. <laughs> tequila, Sheila. I get so annoyed by Sheila that I drink my tequila. I drink my tequila. <laughs> Jerry, a mistress named March Madness has left me. Gone. Well, the game started at midnight. <laughs> as quickly as I started flirting with this mistress named March Madness, Jerry, she left me. We'll meet again next March. Yes, you will. Well, it, maybe b- before that, you're going to come to uh, a basketball game yes. at the Jersey Mike's Arena. You're going to come watch Rutgers, and because then we'll go from there. This March Madness turned me into a college basketball fan for many reasons. I was only watching, and I t- tried watching the NBA, which I don't care for. Boring and slow. Boring, slow. Uh, I don't know, defense. Yeah, better it's, in the postseason for sure, but the regu- regular season NBA is awful. Yeah, but this new girlfriend I have, Jerry, the NCAA March Madness, I'll see you again in March. Yes, you will, in a full year. And we'll make sweet music together. Sweet, passionate music together, Jerry. Why is the final You're creepy <laughs> March Madness game played in April? That really threw me off. And at nine twenty. Yeah, well, that we always get like God, people um, uh, because that's when it. That's but, how long the tournament goes. But why not the, the March Madness part are all the upsets and all the crazy finishes to the tournaments and stuff like that. This is the championship game. So last night was not madness. Last night was a championship game. I mean, you could call it madness, the fact that Kansas was down by 15 points at halftime. Oh, they must have been feeling themselves, that North Carolina. Probably so. Right? I believe if I I saw the thing correctly, that now I know you can't, it's not these kids, but in the history of North Carolina basketball, they were 46-0 when leading by, what was the number? Ah, I forget what it was. But whatever it was, they were up by 15, and they previously were unbeaten with that big of a lead in the tournament. 
So they go up 40 to 25 at the half. Yes, and then get steamrolled to start the second half. They must have been in that locker room puffing their chest out. That's what I would have been. I would have already been getting the champagne ready, putting it on ice. I'm up uh, 15. I don't think you can do that. You were still playing the top seed. First half. You're playing a one seed. Why was the coach? Who's the coach, Jerry? That March Madness really got you, huh? I'm hooked. <laughs> For the audience, though, Jerry, the head coach of North Carolina. Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis was probably like at halftime. Listen, re- let's relax. We've got a lead. We'll take this to the end. We'll celebrate. Good for you guys. Hubert Davis was probably like, we stop using the shot clock and go four corners and just stall for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, stall for uh, all time. That's a tough one because Kansas, I mean, they got roll. I watched the highlights this morning. I did not stay up to watch this game. And, I mean, when they got going downhill, it was unbelievable. It always amazes me, whether it is the NBA, whether it's college basketball, and I've certainly called enough games and attended enough games as a fan. It blows me away how one team can be doing so much so well and the other team can't seem to figure it out. And then all of a sudden, roles are reversed and the team that couldn't miss can't make anything and they can't do anything the right way. It's I know it's a game of runs, but sometimes it's so extreme it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot like pro wrestling, Jerry, in the beginning of let's take a magnificent Morocco. Well, it's really nothing like pro wrestling because that's scripted. Let's this is a, not scripted. Let's take like a magnificent Morocco versus Jimmy Superfly Snooker, and the match starts, and Morocco's just pummeling Snooker, and you're like... Well, that's how they write it, yeah. Yeah, Snooker right. has no shot here, and that was North Carolina pummeling Kansas last night. Yes. And then all of a sudden, one move... Where the magnificent Morocco relaxes, Snooker throws him off the rope, karate chop to the chest, down he goes, off the top rope, Kansas wins. Right, except again that this was real and wrestling is not. Yes, basketball is real, Jerry. Yes, it is. All of it. Yes, it it is. Well, it is all real. That is true. That is true. So, yeah, I'm glad to see that you've been converted into a basketball, a college basketball fan. Right. That's actually exciting for me. I'm going to root for Rutgers, but I also want to pick a real front runner also, like North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, something. Like, I need somebody that I can root for consistently. Like, it would have been Indiana just because I went to school. You didn't go there. You went to Indiana State. Right. I went to Indiana State. I can't pick them. So, root for them. Ah, they're not going to root for Kane. They're not going to make a run. What, maybe in the, what are they, Division Three? I don't know, I what, don't they know what they are. I need a The Kane Cougars. I need a team, Jerry, where I could buy their merchandise. You can I buy could... Kane's merchandise. No, but that's not real. What? What? That's not a real basketball Those kids school. bust their ass. I'm sure they do, but I need a real basketball, a team that's going to be like a one seed, one or two seed every year. Their last game, they lost to Rutgers Newark 89-70. to See, Rutgers Newark. Is that they have their own separate team? <laughs> yes, they do. Come on. What? That's not real college this basketball, yes, Jerry. It, have you? Huh. No, I, I know they're good against each other, but they're not going to be in the tournament. I'm saying I need they're a tournament They're not big enough to be in the team. tournament. That's true. And I don't trust St. Peter's to be there every year. I'd love <laughs> to hop on that bandwagon. Well, they need a coach first. I'd love to hop on that bandwagon. Maybe I'll become a Seton Hall fan as well. Could I root for Rutgers and Seton Hall? No, is that like rooting no, for the Yankees and Mets? No. You can't root for, root for Rutgers and Seton Hall. Come on now. You want to root for Rutgers, that's fine. Okay. I will not accept you rooting for Rutgers, nor will I allow you to come to a game if you're rooting for another local team. Okay. Unless it's Kane. All right, so Rutgers will be my local team. All right, fine. Well, Fair we enough. accept you with open arms. Thank you, The Jerry. minute that I see you wearing another Big Ten or local college basketball shirt, invite, gone. Gone. Gone, and I'll take Eddie.
Jerry, I see uh, Tracy Wolfson did an in-game interview with North Carolina coach Hubert Davis, and he had uh, he had people fired up after hearing that interview. Now he was up, he was down seven nothing, then took a twenty-two eighteen lead. This uh, North Carolina, to which Tracy Wolfson got an interview with him during the game, and he people were fired up on Twitter. Do we have it? Well, I don't have it. Oh, okay. This will be something that we can look forward to in the Boomer and Geo broadcast. I get a minute to find it. You'll you can find it, Jerry. He was all fired up, got people fired up, and then uh, ultimately hit uh, he lost. Well, yeah, because of the second half. Yeah, that second know. half. Sometimes, Jerry, these games are a tale of two halves. You have a solid you first half, <laughs> then you, as they say, crap the bed in the. Second half. And you crapped the bed? Is that how we call it? Yeah. So you think Uber Davis went in after the game and said, guys, you crapped the bed. Yeah. What? I'm very disappointed in you. Guys, did you not hear my fired up talk to Tracy Wolfson? Well, I guess you didn't because these those guys were playing in the game and not watching television. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to find it on the fly here the way you and Eddie usually do this. On the fly. Uh, I could also tell Are you. Are you ready? Yeah. We're competing out there. It's live action, Tracy. It's live action out there. I thought we were nervous at the beginning. Then we started to settle in. We got better defensively. Now we're attacking a basket. We're ready to go. Are you okay with how Baycott is right now? He's doing terrific. I'm so proud of him. I told you, 52% him on the floor. It's good news for Carolina basketball. Thank you. (laughs) He was feeling himself, Jerry. Well, it's also loud, too. Like, you got to, you're yelling and he's into it. Yeah, but when he went down 7 nothing, and then he takes a 22-18 lead, North Carolina, he's like, this is the perfect time for a Tracy Wolfson right. interview. When I was there, when I was, in, up. when I was in Dayton, the one thing I got a kick out of watching was watching John Rothstein have to go remind them, you owe me an interview. And it's like, you're in the middle of this game. I, yeah. That you're, you lose, you're out. And so the timeout would come, and then you would say, and you could see, like, he knows he's got to go do the interview. But it's like, oh, the guy, he's talking to his team, and you, hey, guys, we have TV. Why do they make him do that? I I don't, I guess, I don't know. For For moments like this. Right, but for the most part, we don't get much out of it. It's like the NFL. I think it depends on the coach. That's true. It's like the NFL when they do it before the kickoff, and it's just you'll get generic. Of course. we got to stop the run. Right. we got to get to the quarterback. Can't turn the ball over. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thanks, back to we you. We have to score more points. But at least that's before the game. And then in baseball, when they do it... Baseball is more conversational, and it works better. And they do it... Yeah, right, it does work. It does work better. But basketball, you're right. You're you're in the championship game. And you you're get, pulling him away from his team. Right! You've only got literally two minutes to talk to them, and you're taking 45 seconds away to talk to television. Right, I would have been like uh, to Tracy. Uh, Tracy, well, listen, yes, we overcame that seven nothing deficit. We're up twenty two eighteen now, but thanks to this, we're probably going to fall behind again <laughs> because now I can't talk to my team. I can't we... make an adjustment. Damn it! I wanted to make an adjustment to keep this going, but thanks. I guess that's where their assistant coaches come in so handy. They have to take the reins. Yeah, they like have maybe, to. Uh, yeah, they get paid for that. These coaches for that interview. Yeah, no. That's no. just part of like a TV That's, contract. Yeah, I'm sure CBS negotiated that with the NCAA. Like, this is what you're doing. The same thing with like the Big Ten Network. They'll do the walk off at halftime interview. Yeah, which I don't like either. But that to me, at least, you're walking with the coach. It's you stop them for 20 seconds. You have right. 12. It's not that. This is like in the middle of a quick break. Uh, by the way, Tracy. If you're not aware, this is a national championship yeah. game. Could you go away? Yeah. And I feel bad for her because she's got to go yes. do it. But 
last night, he was into it. Right, he was, was into fine. it He because he was feeling himself. Can you imagine Bob Knight? If you had to go as Bob Knight in the middle of an NCAA championship game to come talk to TV. Right. He'd have hit you with a chair like uh, <laughs> Jimmy Superfly Snooker. That's the second Jimmy Superfly Snooker yeah. reference. I'm trying to get them all in today. I'm trying to get – I just want to get 10 Superfly Snooker Why? references. Why 10? I don't know. That just seems like an absurd number. Well, you've now said his name three times. Okay, three. Actually, well, four. Three. Only you seven. said it four. Uh, six. I only How have about six this? more. Jimmy Superfly Snooker, five. Jimmy Superfly Snooker, well, six. Jimmy Superfly Snooker, seven. Say it's quick. This is cheating. Jimmy Superfly Snooker, eight. Jimmy Superfly Snooker, nine. Jimmy Superfly Snooker, ten. I don't know. I, I think I just call them Sooka. <laughs> I don't know if I could count those, Jerry. Another thing that people enjoyed uh, looking over Twitter during the overnight, Jerry, was the Jim Nance. What did he do now? He had a what oh, people the Manic thought. Monday? Yeah. He had a hilarious line when talking about UNC's Brady Manic. Three for five from the three-point line for Brady Manic. Just another Manic Monday. <laughs> People like that. People loved it, Jerry. It's goofy. They thought, why didn't I think of that? To tweet it. That's how people I'm sure people had been tweeted. Prior to Manic, prior to Jim Nance saying sure Manic Monday. said it somewhere. That could just be parallel writing. Ay, ay, ay. Do you think someone slipped that to Jim Nance or he came up with that? Mm, how old is Jim Nance? 60s? Yeah. No, he's probably, he probably familiar with it, the yeah. song. Yes, I'm sure he came up with that himself. It's just another man. By the way, did Too you know they lost. Did you know Prince wrote Manic Monday? Yes, you've told me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. The, in a Prince-related note, this was cool to... He knew Jimmy Stuperfly Snooker when he was a kid? Uh, no, they did not know each other <laughs> as children. But uh, video surfaced yesterday. Uh, TMZ had it. Of an eleven-year-old prince, what was his name at the time? He he, he was Junior Prince. Prince was either his first name or middle name. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't know that. He was eleven years old. He looks just like Prince, and the local news. No, you're saying Prince, yeah. who was actually Prince, looked like yes. Prince, right? As an eleven-year-old, it looked like <laughs> here's Mini Prince walking around. As an eleven-year-old, he lived in Minnesota, grew right. up in Minnesota. He was asked by the local news about a teacher's strike that was going on in the schools. And they asked an 11-year-old prince what he thought of the teachers being on strike. And he was for it, saying, they're working extra hours for us and all that stuff. So look at a very young Prince Jerry back in the teachers' union in Minnesota. That's cool. I love seeing... In what way? This is a little prince. Jerry, he was adorable. So was. And this is the guy. So were you. Look what happened to you. This was an eleven-year-old, and I was all. It was when I was looking at that kid. I was looking at Raspberry Beret, Purple Rain, When Doves Cry, Right, Party Like It's Nineteen Ninety Nine. Never figure out why he died. I don't recall because I think it was a drug overdose. Yeah, I think so. And yet he was all into health food and didn't drink. If I could have only have reached out to that eleven-year-old prince. Hmm. I would have said, don't do drugs. They're bad. Well, yeah, of course. At least you never took them. I never took drugs. So we still have a very healthy elder. Yeah, I've never taken Who? I do. I had alcohol, though. Who, last time I checked, big fan of Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Love Superfly Snooker, although <laughs> he had a terrible... He allegedly... Yeah, I, I know. That's a bad story. There I are know. people who think he murdered his girlfriend. I know. That's a horrendous story. And the evidence is not good. No. Let's take a break on that down note. Well, that's a down note. Let's get back to a young 11-year-old prince standing up for the teachers. Or we could talk more basketball. Let's do that. Exactly. That and more in Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let it play. Even though it's Tuesday now. This is the Prince version. It didn't sound like the right one. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. I like the, I like the popular version. Uh, it's 523. It is Alan, uh, Jerry, until 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo's then. We're watching some highlights of Tiger Woods. Who, by the way, Jim Nance now. You talk about one of the coolest transitions and weeks that you can have. You go from calling a national championship game on Monday night in New Orleans, and then I'm sure he either uh, he must get on a private jet, even though it's not that far, and then goes right to Augusta for this week at the Masters. It's pretty cool. You know what I was thinking about when I was uh, watching this and watching Tracy Wolfson do interviews? There are certain I, – I feel like my broadcasters, I want them specializing in one sport. Well, why? Ian is tremendous in all of the sports. I don't know, because like when I think of Jim Nance, because I've only this year started watching college basketball, Jerry, when I think of Jim Nance, I think of NFL football. Oh, I don't. Golf. So when I see him doing something other than NFL football, Do I'm you know like, what's so funny about is he that? really an expert? To me, well, he doesn't have to be. He's a play-by-play guy. Oh. To me, it's I golf first for me with with Nance. Basketball probably second, then football, which is really? weird because he's the number one well, if I think about where I think he's really good, golf, he, there's no one even close to him doing golf, in my opinion, at least not in my lifetime. And then I like him on the college basketball and then the NFL. And I said, like, when I see Tracy Wilson, I'm like, I know she knows what questions to ask about football because she's a football broadcaster. She might be basketball first. Then I see her basketball. I go, maybe she doesn't really know what she's, she's talking been about. She's college basketball for a decade. I know. This is all new to me, Jerry. This is what happens when you don't watch or pay attention. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm growing as a broadcaster. Now, I would agree with you in terms of the analyst. You can't have a former NFL player <laughs> do an NFL football on Sunday and then say, uh, we're going to use you for the college basketball tournament. Right. That like, doesn't work. Like, uh, listen, Tony Romo, we're paying you a lot. you got to do the Final Four. <laughs> that, would not, that would not work. Oh, Although some people would probably love it. Yeah. He'd be trying to predict plays, but like, no, that's, <laughs> that's not happening. That's not the way it works. Speaking of Tiger Woods, Jerry, there was a little bit of controversy in that he was seen uh, walking uh, Augusta wearing FootJoy shoes, not Nikes. FootJoy, Jerry. That's his problem, not mine. Who cares? Are you familiar with FootJoy? Yeah, who's not? Me. You know what? I don't know what FootJoy is. Really? Yeah. Okay. So FootJoy, I guess they make a special shoe for people that are having uh, walking well, issues. Well, they make spikes. They do? FootJoy? FootJoy. Yeah. But I, I, I thought they were also for... They might be. Yeah, because uh, Nike came out and said uh, 
about the tiger as he continues his return we will work with him to meet his new needs meaning they don't have a shoe jerry that does what the foot joy shoe does if, uh, really beautiful feet i believe yes, the first do. golf shoes i had were foot joy i'm almost certain of it those seem like something you would find in kmart no like they have like a fugazi foot joy no, they're expensive. Oh, wow, they're like really soft. Yeah, your feet foot are really joy soft. Shoes are not cheap. I'm trying. I'm going to try you, and find them here. Let they get see. really soft wearing foot joy. All right. So, uh, is it okay to touch them again? Sure. So, so yeah. Oh yeah. These are all. These are the traditional golf shoes, basically. Two hundred bucks. But Nike made fifty. But my, Nike made it seem like they they understand that Tiger's wearing foot joy. Because, well, what else are they supposed to say? Because they don't have the proper shoe right now, and they're working on it. To get to no, him. No, it's that these shoes are better. Well, they, they, they're going to like, get working on it. Just like Tiger, who started with all the Nike clubs, eventually went away and went back to... Did he go back to Titleist? I forget what he went back to. And that was... I mean, you want to use the word controversy. It's only a controversy in Nike land. No one else cares. But he went away from their clubs because the clubs weren't good enough. And the I, same thing with the shoes. The shoes aren't good enough. He's trying foot joy. I know uh, Pepsi was very upset when Britney Spears, just even in her personal life, was photographed drinking a Coca-Cola. Sure, because she's paid to she's, drink right, Pepsi. Right, but, uh, but the Nike pays Tiger Woods. Right, but the only controversy comes from within that company. No one else cares. I cared. No, you don't. I was you don't like, even this? know what a foot joy is. How like, could you care? I will not stand for this. Right. As a golf fan, Jerry. You hate golf. As a mat, not if Tiger's winning. I You've did watched golf four hours of your life. And it was that one back nine that you couldn't wait to get home for. Yeah. Other than that, when yeah, was the last time you watched the John Deere classic in Milwaukee? <laughs> never, Jerry. Exactly. I've never watched the There's John no Deere classic. Chance. Uh, and I'm gonna if if Tiger plays in this Masters, I'm gonna watch it. I, that's what I said. I, hope, I expect you to watch on Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon. I hope there's an alternate feed where I could just watch Tiger. Masters.org. You're kidding. No, I'm serious. I got to pay for that? Masters. No, you don't. Masters.org has one of the coolest multimedia operations going because you can, you can. I think it's 8 a.m. it'll start on Thursday with the, or maybe a little earlier than that, whenever the first tee shot is hit yeah. by Nicholas and Player, assuming that's who it's doing, who's doing it. I'm not 100% sure. But my point is you can go there, and then what they have are featured group pairings, and you can follow them the entire time, and there's no doubt that Tiger will be in a featured pairing if he plays. My goodness, Jerry, what is happening here? I'm following college basketball. I'm going to follow golf. The influence of sports is starting to... Sports. Well, and also you're getting older, you're realizing you don't have much more. Right. So you might as well fill some time. Yeah, and I figure the more I watch sports, the less I have to go outdoors. Uh, true, absolutely. You could sit outside with the TV. I did that this weekend. And I could probably get an app with the, with the, the Tiger Woods cam. Tiger Cam. Masters.org. Yeah, masters.org. That's all. Very simple. You can watch on your iPad. I might do that. There you go. Jerry, You're this welcome. is, uh, let's file this under worst timing ever. Hmm. Yeah, I know where you're going here. Worst timing ever. Mm-hmm. Albert Pujols, as you know, has is returning to the Cardinals this year. Yes. He is starting his 22nd opening day game, which is pretty cool. That is true. But he has uh, announced the divorce from his wife after 22 years. She just got done with brain surgery. I know. That's terrible timing. Time now to play a game. Finish the sentence. Finish the sentence. Is this a real game? Our contestant is 
one Albert Dukes. Oh, He's a fan shows. of Jimmy Superfly Snooker yes, from back in the day. Here's our contestant for today's game of Finish the Sentence. All right, Jerry. Al Dukes finished the sentence. In a statement, Albert Pujols said, I realize this is not the most opportune time with... Finish the sentence, Al. What's that? What was the first line? I know this is not the most I opportune time. I realize this is not the most opportune time with... Finish the sentence. With uh, the news that uh, my wife just had brain surgery for you a brain You would think tumor. that's how the sentence would be yeah. finished. Here is how the sentence was completed. I realize this is not the most opportune time with opening day approaching <laughs> and other family events that have recently taken place. Such as my wife having a brain tumor I removed mean, and then me slipping her some divorce papers. Not for nothing, but if this is a statement that you ran past your representatives yeah. and they read my first thought was as I'm reading, you know, you always read ahead as you're reading. My first thought is I realize this is not the most opportune time with my wife having brain surgery. No, no. With opening day approaching, but no worries. You I'll ass. be there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You got to, uh, how does someone if, not correct that? Unless like if your wife wanted you out and Gave you that the could divorce be the, papers? That could be the case. We don't know. I would even say to her, listen, let's just make it look good for everyone involved. Maybe a couple months. Maybe we hang on a couple more months and we announce this. Or I'm going to look like listen, a really bad guy for filing for divorce when you had a brain tumor removed. In fairness. Yeah. We don't know the details. We don't know if... He was cheating on her, and he and she said, get out, so he right. filed for the divorce. We don't know if before the surgery he found her cheating with someone else. We don't know if they hated one another for the last decade. And maybe all of this came to a head, the clarity. You see the end of your life and your immortality or your mortality when she's having brain surgery. She comes through it okay. You know what? Let's do this. Amic- Who knows? We don't know. But what I can tell you is you can say it's a bad time because opening day is approaching. This is terrible timing. Jesus. Not with the brain tumor, but with opening day oh right around the corner. God. And I'm trying to get 22 straight. I have something, you know, there are sometimes sports seems like Saturday Night Live. And this statement seems like something on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And then I got something years. for you coming up at 630 that seems like Saturday Night Live, too. And it was real. They've got uh, five children together. I saw that. How about that? And hopefully they will be pleasant with one another. You know what's very popular these days are parents splitting up and staying together at the same time for finances and for the kids. Is that right? And so they live in the same house. What? And they still look like they're a very happy family, and yet those two are living very separate lives. Can you bring dates over? No, but I'm sure you can date outside the home. Outside the home? I would certainly do think so. Do you have so. to pretend when you go like, I'm going to uh, head out, go meet up a couple buddies? I don't think it matters. Why should you have to tell them? Because if you're still living together, there's still friction. But if, no, but I think if you're, yeah, but you're living together, you're not living with the person. Albert Pujols is like, I'm going to uh, head down to the lumber <laughs> store. grab some beers. And the wife's like, all right, I'll just be recovering from my brain tumor <laughs> that you just left me. That's after. a bad example right now. I'm yeah. just saying. I'll be here relaxing. At this point, because life has become so expensive, yeah. I do believe a lot of couples that get separated or divorced wind up living in the same home together. Like if, not for nothing, if I said this again, if, if that happened to me, I could live in the basement. 
<laughs> and still be around. No, nobody could. Like, there are ways you could do you it. You live in your own basement. I would. Of course I would. Rather than have to go you got a bathroom pay for down a mortgage there? and rent. Are you kidding? You got a bathroom uh, in the don't. basement? I don't. Well, I still need to shower upstairs. No. Mm, see, that's... I don't. But I got TV. I've got a ping pong table. <laughs> I've got an office. Quite a bachelor's pad down there. I've got the total gym. Yeah. I you got, got a internet? nice couch. All you need is internet. Got plenty of Wi-Fi. I'm good. To, I got windows. Of course, the windows are ground level, but <laughs> so be it. <laughs> People go walk by. Oh, there's Jerry living in his basement. <laughs> I didn't say that's me, but I could see doing that. Right. You see how that's possible. Yeah, because then, listen, the alternative would be you hate one another. You move out. You're living in a studio apartment somewhere. While you would think the wife and the kids are home, and now you're paying for two places. Yeah, that's sad. Like when somebody very sad. moves out of their house and moves into a furnished studio apartment. Oh, was that condo you got in uh, Bradley Beach furnished? <laughs> was not furnished, Jerry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do I have time for this Mets story? Go ahead. No? We got a minute and a half. Go ahead. The Mets have hired Jake Eisenberg. Never heard of him. As the new voice for their radio broadcast. Well, isn't he a young young fellow? Oh, he's a young, uh, just a young whippersnapper, Jerry. He, he'll he be filling in for Howie Rose when Howie Rose misses games. And, I think it's like a 30-game contract, I believe. Yeah, they said Howie Rose is expected to miss between tw- uh, 20 and 30 games this year. Now you say, where did this Jake Geisenberg fellow come from? Did he come from another major league team and he's moving on up to New York City? He came from AAA Omaha. Good. That this Good is exactly you. the way it should work. Jerry, I'm not going to be a hater. Why the would old... you be? This is what you oh. want. What's that? Young... Oh, that's right. So that's why would we even preface that with being oh, a because hater? because you would think to get to New York, you've got to make it somewhere in another major league and city And he first. probably went from rookie ball to single A ball to double A ball to triple A. And like a ball player, he got the call up. He was just, this guy must be so good. I hope he is. Me too. I'm sure he's pr- – when these guys spend their life on the road making no money doing minor league right. baseball, my guess is he's done a 1,000 games. Imagine, like, he gets to tell his family, and he's in the middle of Omaha, and he's like uh, – Middle America. Somewhere out in middle America. And he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to be the new Mets. Boy, he's going to be in for a shock when he gets to Queens, Jerry. He might be from here. <laughs> you dope. Have you even – he might be from Brooklyn. <laughs> Because, he's from well, Omaha. No, he's not. He's working going, in Omaha. This poor kid. What is wrong with you? He's going to come here and end up getting What's mugged his name? on the subway. What's his name? Jake Eisenberg. How do I spell Eisenberg? E-I. Okay, it's not I-Z. Okay. Nope, E-I-S-E. It comes right up. Jake right. Eisenberg. Let's see where he's from. All right. I, hope I bet you America. he's from Queens. No, he better not be from Queens. All right, let's see. Oh, the Mets, blah, 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 blah. The post has learned. He graduated. Ooh, Boomer's going to like this. Oh, yeah, Maryland. He went to Maryland. Yeah, he only called Brooklyn Cyclone games. Yeah, but... What? Yeah. So he knows the area. It doesn't say... The story doesn't say where he's from. Right. But the fact that he did Brooklyn Cyclone games, that's awesome. That means he did come to this city. Yes. He's been here. See, I would love to read... He's not going to be shocked. I would love to read Neil Best's article. Yeah. The problem is I can't. You can't. You got to pay. Pay me. I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, yeah, so good for him. That's Thank awesome. For you. Hey, look, I've been selected for a dollar for five months. No, I, I'm no, I'm, I'm good. Thank You're you. You're out. Uh, let's see. Stopping by. Ooh, he's got he's got his own website. Jakeeisenberg.com. Somebody had Jakeeisenberg.com. He's got. Matter of fact, he's got actually. He's got demos on here. Is that right? Yes. So we could hear him play by play reel. I'm not going to play it. Yeah. I mean, I could. He's probably. I bet cool. you he's outstanding. 
He, yeah, I would think so. All right, you know, well, here's, o- what we'll Omaha. Do. here's what we'll do. Take a break. When we come back, I'm going to go inside and listen. Uh, maybe I'll give you a clip. Okay. All right, we'll come back with that, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the Perfect. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He's not going to be in middle America soon. Welcome back. It's Alan Jerry. Until uh, 6 o'clock, we were talking before the break about Jake Eisenberg, the new uh, fill-in play-by-play announcer for the Mets. He'll be filling in when Howie Rose, and I guess when Wayne Randazzo's off, too, because Ed Coleman yes. retired. So you got a lot going on. Brad Heller, I'm sure, will do some stuff. You think he has to move here for that 30 games? Does he, like, move his whole life I, here I, to I'm New York? I'm say no, unless they're going to have him cover the team for us and then fill in the 30 games and it and take over Ed's role? In that case, yes. If he's just doing 20 to 30 games, I would doubt it. Put him in a motel in Queens. I don't know. <laughs> so let's, you know, it's funny. There was one night, we, was it with you? We went to a Met game for work, and we stayed at the Holiday Inn yes. across the street. Remember they gave us gift bags? Yes. Because the woman who ran the hotel loved Boomer and Carton. You remember yes, that? Yes, I do recall that. That was actually funny. But you know what? I wonder if a lot of these games are going to be road games. They might be. So maybe they just fly him in wherever he's going. It could be, but it also could just be dependent upon Howie's calendar. Yeah. You know, when he wants to take off, when he needs to take off. Who knows? Uh, so you want a little sample of Jake Eisenberg? Yes, the so, new Met play-by-play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So this is off his website. Um, and I looked at his resume. Tremendous. Very, I Very agree. good. Extensive resume. Very extensive. Absolutely. So nice a, LinkedIn uh, profile as well. Little sample. Another payoff. Fastball lined over Lucius Fox. It's second and down into right center field. A base hit. Olivares cuts it off in front of the track. Plants his feet on the dirt. Fires it back to the infield. Here comes the runner to the plate. Witt Jr.'s throw. score all the way from first. There you go. I like You're basic. No, I like <laughs> it. Stop. basic. I like You're basic. Stop I it. like it. <laughs> he sounds older than he looks. Oh, I don't think he sounds old at all. In a mature way. You think so? I meant mature. Yeah, I didn't get that. He actually sounds young to me. Mature. Sounds very young. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, this is, you can look forward to hearing. Uh, and that's not a bad thing, but I don't think right. that sounds like a mature man. Do you what say is mature you? or mature? No one says mature. <laughs> I've heard mature. Idiots say mature. Yeah, that's true. Right. All right, so welcome Jake Eisenberg. Welcome Jake Eisenberg. Welcome to the family. He'll be on WCBS 880. CBS. Exactly. Joe Davis is going to take over baseball play-by-play for Joe Buck at you know, Fox. I forgot about him because I always, I really thought if Kevin Burkhardt is going to do the football, he would just do the baseball as well, especially since he's already on the coverage doing the desk stuff. With uh, Frank Thomas and A Rod and Pete Rose and all those guys, I forgot Joe Davis is really good. So not that was not surprising. 
Kevin Burkhardt's on the pregame with, uh, you said, uh, Frank Thomas. And, do you watch anything? I do, but wh- why doesn't uh, <laughs> Kevin Burkhardt get to do those testosterone commercials with uh, Maybe he doesn't need Frank it yet. Thomas? Doesn't need it. Even you need this testosterone, Kevin? You know Kevin who? would be like, it's never too early to start pumping testosterone. You know who was in those? This Nugenics. You know who was in those? He, who? Kevin Ray. Oh, is that him? That was him. Oh. I don't know if I haven't seen him in the new ones, but a couple years back, him and Frank Thomas, the big hurt, and Kevin Ray. That is I true. I want a testosterone commercial. S- we'll start taking it. Do you- <laughs> See what happens. And it's not just, it's Nugenics. Yeah, that's yeah. not real testosterone. It's, uh, I don't know what it is, to be quite yeah. honest. But Doug Flutie feels like he's 25 yeah. again. Hi. It's not going to help your voice. Eat if it does, we can give it to Jake Eisenberg. Jake Eisenberg, I'm now on testosterone. Did you just say eat your testosterone? Yeah, let's eat some testosterone, everybody. Okay. Stephen A. Smith continues to get fooled by ball sack sports, Jerry. No, I, I saw this. How so? He was fooled on a story. He was fo- on the same story he was fooled on a month or so ago that, that Kyrie and James Harden are warring with each other. Okay, I do remember that from last month. So yeah. he brought this up again? He brought it up again. And then it turns out this ball sack sports is just like a 24-year-old kid who just... Of course it is. ...creates things as a joke, but he yeah. says he says he's not trying to... That he's he doing named a, it ball sack sports. Right, that he's doing... It got a, me once. That he's doing a parody account. He's not trying to fool people. But yeah. people like Stephen Hello. A. Smith and Mr. Jerry Recco continue to be fooled by Mr. Ball sack sports. What was, the, what was the George Bush one? You can fool me once and fool me never again. He screwed fool up the whole once, thing. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Because that's in your song that you hated. The won't get fooled again. Wasn't it Role Models? <laughs> Isn't role that in models. that song? Remember you were like, oh, Role Models. Role Models. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, George Bush said, and this was in that Michael Moore documentary, uh, the 9-11 one. He goes, fool me once, shame on you. And you can see he's starting to get lost. It's like, oh, crap. What? If, <laughs> fool me twice. Well, you won't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. The who? Exactly. Carlos Beltran also did. This is a big media segment I'm doing right here, Jerry. Carlos Beltran uh, debuted as a. Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran debuted as a uh, yes analyst yesterday. And, and some people think he gave away the fact that Judge and the Yankees already have a new deal. Except that everyone has countered that and said he's misinformed. And then he kind of walked it back by saying, no, no, no. I meant I hope the Yankees and Aaron Judge. I could see that happening, though. Yeah, I can, too. He's brand new broadcaster. I'm sure nervous. he misspoke and they told him in his headset, hey, dummy, hey, you there's no deal yet. And you wouldn't know anyway. We all expect it to happen anyway, so it's not like... We expect it to happen, but until he signs on the dotted line, yeah, because he also seems to be the type that has said that he doesn't want to deal with this once the season begins, which, by the way, is in a couple of days. Although, I always like when guys say that. Yet, if they call your agent and they yeah. put this monster <laughs> deal on the table, guess what? Where do I sign? I have $250 million for you. I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of a series against the Twins. Right. I can't. Like, he's really negotiating. Right. Basically, if his representatives say, here's a good deal, review it, and let's get this done, they'll get it done. I guess he just means, don't ask me about it all season long. That's different. That's yeah. different. I'm That's not talking gonna to the media. It. That's fine. Doesn't mean he won't sign. Right. So, they'll get it. I, I, yeah, They can't let him go. Please come see me at the end of the season where I may have a career-ending injury and will not be able to, to have this money. You know what's funny about that? I did not realize. So, we kill these 10-year contracts. Yeah. 
You realize Joey Votto signed a 10-year contract like eight years ago? How does that work? Now, not great, right? Well, actually, no. It's actually worked out very well. Oh, it is working out yeah. well. Yeah. I'm saying we kill these 10-year deals. Oh, because sometimes they didn't, certain times they do work. Not often, but in certain <laughs> cases they do. I didn't even realize he signed a contract like that until I was reading an article the other day about how well his has gone and the value that the Reds have gotten out of it. And that's why we don't hear about it, right? Right. Because it's actually gone Because it's not well. a mess. We only hear about the crap. Jerry, we hear about Bad, we are a bad news society. Yes, we are. That's why you don't want to watch the news at 5. And usually sports radio is popular when the teams stink and everybody's screaming about them. Do I have time for another story? Or you, gotta... you got 30 seconds. Well, I'm gonna, I don't, don't want to waste blah, blah, blah. it. You don't so waste it? I don't want to waste it. You got 30 seconds now or 30 seconds after the break. And now oh. you wasted 15 seconds. So let's take a break and wait for after the break. All right, when we come back, a great story that Al couldn't wait to tell you, but it's got to wait. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, it's Amy Lawrence talking about, guess what, college basketball. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Uh, we got a couple more minutes to go. Kansas did come back. You shut it off at halftime. Kansas came back and uh, beat North Carolina last night to win the national championship. Al has got a monster story that he well, saved for now. I wouldn't put it that way, Jerry. Well, just, you wanted time. I did want time. I didn't want to rush the it. Time is on your side, as the Rolling Stones once said. So the NFL draft is coming up soon, right? Please don't tell me this is the Saints-Eagles trade. Why is that not a big thing? It's not. Why? Jerry, there's movement in the top okay. I, I love, 20 like, I read this draft. article. I saw a blockbuster trade in the NFL. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, what player got dealt? They swapped a couple of picks, and the Eagles added a first-rounder for next year. Who yeah. gives a crap? The Eagles traded two of their first-round picks. Who cares? Which is 16 and 19, not very deep. But they still have 15 and 18. They do. They have a <laughs> lot of picks this uh Right, now they get a pick for next year. First-rounder. This is what you saved? Yeah. I'd rather talk about Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Well, which was the bigger match, you think, against the Magnificent Morocco or Bob Backlund? Both. I don't know who Bob Backlund is, <laughs> so I'm going to say George the Animal Steel. No, he did what not. Do know? He did not feud with George Animal Steel. Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, not sure if they ever feuded either. Hulk Hogan. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay, for damn sure. I like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Boomer's Matter of fact, Boomer is going to give you a a, a wrestling no, punch not. right to your face right now. I will sue. Jerry. <laughs> 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 There's a uh, very bizarre TikTok video that went around, Jerry, of a group of, like, young college-age girls. Not teens. Not teens. College-age girls. You and OnlyFans again? Opening up a door and waking up OJ. Why? I don't know. Where was he? At somebody's house that these 20-something-year-old girls are at. And then what happened? Boy, I just felt like I just did an owl podcast. OJ, time to wake up. And what did he do? He woke up. That's the video. That's the video. But it was strange that it was all these girls in like mini dresses, mini skirts, um, <laughs> mini dresses, mini skirts. Yeah, <laughs> waking up OJ. You know, this, is, very this is the problem with today's you know social media. Yeah, who cares? I cared. I thought that was very bizarre behavior of these girls. Very dangerous. Yeah, but the girls love OJ. I guess so. Yeah, he's dangerous, Jerry. That girls love a bad boy. Which is why I didn't get any dates in <laughs> high school. I was not a bad boy at all. Oh, you're doing well now. I, oh, Jerry, uh, yes, I'm in a very uh, loving and dedicated exactly. relationship. Exactly, so we're exactly. all good. 
I see that Kevin Durant sort of uh, blamed himself for the Nets derailed well, season. Well, because their season got derailed when he got hurt, for sure. Yes. And they had that horrendous losing streak. 11 games. Uh-huh, where James Harden decided he didn't want to play anymore. They went 5-17 and 17 without him. Yeah. And that ruined them. Uh, it certainly put them in a position that they're in now. But I love listening to him yesterday. I don't give a crap if we're in the playing game. Go win. Yes, there you go. And if you lose, you're out. All right, well. So that's already decided that they're in the playing game. Yes, correct. Do we know who they're playing? Not yet. Oh. That will still be decided because there's still a few games to go. But right yeah. now they're tied with Charlotte for 9 And that and game will be in Brooklyn or not necessarily? Depends. Don't know. Mm. Right now, I believe with the tiebreakers, it would be in Charlotte. Do you like them in the play playing game? I do. No matter who or where. No matter who or where. You name the place and the time. Just go win. The Nets will be there winning. Just go win, baby. But no Ben Simmons in that game. Uh, correct. They're just going to they here saving him for the conference finals. <laughs> I actually think you'll get a, a healthy Ben Simmons starting next year. That's what I think. Start fresh. Yeah, I think so. But we'll see. I don't know. I do think at the end of the day when you... WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.